Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports podcast presented by First Federal Bank. It's Wednesday, July 20th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. SEC kickoff media days continue in Atlanta this week. This is the annual event where every team believes, no, knows they're better than last year. Although that'd be difficult to assert in the case of Georgia, which won the national championship, but they didn't win the SEC title game, so there's that for motivation. Today, you're going to hear from the Missouri Tigers. Three players, Martez Manuel, Isaiah McGuire, and Barrett Bannister, met with reporters and broke down their objectives and hopes and expectations for this season. I thought all of them did a good job here. You'll hear some lighthearted questions as well about things like Coach Eli Drinkwitz growing a mustache during training camp and some Top Gun movie references, all in good fun and not the type of questions that typically would be asked during the season. We'll hear from Drinkwitz on a future podcast. Today, it's the players. Let's get started with defensive back Martez Manuel. Hi, everyone good to go? From Martez Manuel, we'll take questions from Martez. Martez, has it always been kind of a dream to come here to SEC Media Days and do all this? How's it feel to be down here? Yeah, it's always been a dream of mine. I remember my freshman year when I first got here and uh, Kelly Bryant, Kel Garrett, and Demarcus Ace and all them came and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't want to like assume that Coach Drink was going to bring me, so I didn't really get my hopes up. And then when he asked me, I got real excited about trying to play it cool in front of him. But uh, yeah, it was always been a dream of me to come down here. And I'm how really does, happy to be here. How does it feel to know that uh, he thinks you're the best dressed on the team? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know if I agree with that statement. Like I told our photographer today, I said, it's the first time I'm wearing a decent outfit in like a long time, so we got to take a lot of pictures. So I, <laughs> I usually got about one or two things that I'll pop out here and there, but consistently every day, I don't think it's me, honestly. Martez, you, you talked a little bit in the spring about you felt like part of the reason for some of the struggles early last season was just kind of adjusting and learning to yeah. a new scheme. Obviously, now you've got another new defensive coordinator yeah. last year. How do you use the experience of what didn't go so great last season to avoid that um, I mean, I feel like that it kind of teaches me um, and my teammates just that we have to pay attention to the details more because they matter. You know, last year I feel like, not that we didn't pay attention to the details, but we weren't probably as precise on them. And now we know the expectation, you know. Um, I feel like for me, it's kind of advantage because, I mean, there's not that many defenses. And so this being my third defensive coordinator, I can kind of like tie things together, help me remind remind me of plays, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, and I also think that'll be a, great benefit for me when I go to the next level, you know, being able to say that I play for three different defense coordinators who run completely different stuff is, you know, kind of bizarre in four years of college, you know. Um, so, yeah. You've obviously worked with Coach Baker more now mm-hmm. than when we last talked to you at the yeah. beginning of spring practice. How is, what has his role kind of been like in terms of, I know he talked about wanting to keep things somewhat cohesive, but also kind of put his own fingerprints on it. What does yeah. that look like? Um, he's done just that. Um, He's done things like Drink said. Um, he's done things that's worked for us last year and added things that he feels like can help us this year. Um, his defense is not super hard to understand, I would say. Um, I'm kind of picking it up on the fly and continuing to study. Um, I really can't answer that question fully, so I have to check back in to, check back in with you once we get to fall camp, and I can kind of rep that live because I didn't do the spring, so I haven't repped his defense, you know. Um, but I'm excited to be able to work with him and. Off the football subject, he's a great dude, has a great family, um, really cares about us, and I can feel that in the short time that he's here. I think he gets back in town tomorrow, so I was going to go lock in with him for a few hours, go to catch up and stuff. You talked a lot uh, before spring as well um, about 
you know, with how much college football and players can move around right mm -hmm. now with the transfer portal, um, the importance of building a bond. How do you think that's that's been accomplished so far through spring, and how do you expect it to continue? I think we've built a bond, uh, like Coach Drink said, through brotherhood and ball. Um, we every every Wednesday we have food trucks and we have games and we're just all spending time together. There's no to-go boxes. I remember we had a crabfish, not a crawfish broil, and you know, a lot of people haven't had crawfish. I had never had it, and we were just kind of laughing over, you know, eating it and people not want to try it because it looked gross, stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like as a captain, I've really had to step up and include people, and that's something that I'm still struggling with and have to struggle with. Um, because I'm kind of a person that likes to do stuff on my own sometimes, you know what I mean? But just trying to take the extra step to include people, and I feel like I've made a lot of good relationships with the transfers, and once we get into fall camp in the heat and people get up frustrated and angry and we have to go through a little adversity together, I feel like that will bond even more. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on the drink stash idea? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> he, he, he does not... Uh, I'm a, I'm I'm a pass on that question. Actually, <laughs> easier question. Uh, yeah. What's his call sign? <laughs> his call sign? Yeah, a Top Gun. <laughs> he said he couldn't pick his own. He mentioned lightsaber, but <laughs> I'm a pass on that one too. <laughs> Martez Eli was saying that he thinks it's the most talented team of, of his three. Yeah. Deepest, I think he said too. Can you feel that during some workouts? Do you, can you just sense with the transfers that have come in, little more guys? I definitely Where's can. Your expectation be? Yeah, I definitely can. Um, one thing I will say that I feel like I agree with the talent statement, but also agree with the competition statement. You know, due to the talent, due to the transfer portal, as you said, I mean, every position is stacked. You know, nobody is safe in a sense. You know what I mean? Like everybody's going to have to compete, push each other. And, you know, that competition is only going to make each other better. Um, somebody pushing me is going to help me push somebody else. You know, me being pushed by somebody who wants my position is going to make me work harder with Barrett when we're on the field and make him better, you know? So it's just a domino effect, really. And uh, I, I can't really say an expectation. You know, I've been here a lot of years, and I've seen people say that we're going to be great. People say we're going to be bad. And every time it's the opposite, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I'm just kind of just going to be the person to spread that message, to show up every day and work, and let the outcome speak for themselves, you know? You mentioned the transfer portal, obviously. Several guys brought in on the defensive side of the yeah. ball. What what have you seen from from those newcomers? What do you feel like they've added? Um, they've all added a skill set that we didn't have before. Um, Tyron Hopper. I'm sorry. I'm I'm bad with these. Little Hop. I would say that. <laughs> Little Hop. Linebacker. Um, yeah, linebacker. Um, he can ball, man. Uh, he looked real good in the spring. Um, Drayden Norwood looks like he's going to be a great corner for us. Um, Joseph Charleston looks like he's going to be a great safety for us. You know, and then we still got our guys that uh, are still here, you know, like uh, Jelani Williams and it's Rakestraw. You know, we have guys, we have guys on defense for sure, you know, that are going to play big roles and that have played ball. You know, there's not a lot of new faces and a lot, not a, a, other than the freshmen, not a lot of people who aren't very experienced. So we're just going to kind of take it in stride, man, and just, uh, and just try to bond together and work together and try not to have that competition be negative for us, you know. And try to have someone be happy for you when you make a big play or happy for them when they make a big play, stuff like that. All that stuff's gonna bring us together as a team, you know. When you do change position coaches or mm -hmm. uh, coordinators, like you've had to do a few times, what, what's the most difficult part about that in terms of what you have to adjust to? Yeah. Um, I would say the most difficult part about changing defensive coordinators 
is that it feels like it always happens once you got it. You know what I mean? If you know what I mean by that, uh, sorry, I promise my girlfriend I will not say, you know what I mean over and over again. Yeah, but perfect example, Coach Wilkes, uh, towards the end of the season, we like play different defense than we did the first five games, you know? And as soon as I felt like we were getting it, you know, I felt like we could have made a big stride, he was gone. And then with Coach Watchers as well, you know, same thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. But at the same time, you know, if you want to play at the next level, that's something you have to go through because coaches are in and out. You're in and out. Like, it's just uh, it's just the way the game goes. So you kind of just got to pick back up your pen and paper and study like you're studying for a test or, or for a new class every week, a new unit, new chapter in your book. You know, just keep going and just keep learning. Stay green. Do you have a sense of which position you're, you're going to be playing with him? Like, I know there's kind of a few different now in the yeah. backfield. Man, I could be all over. Uh, I'm kind of, I've been spreading the word to Coach Drinkwitz and Coach Baker that feel free to put me all over. Uh, this is my last year, and I've been blessed to have success since I've been in this conference. So this year's kind of about my team, you know. It's not really about me. Wherever they need me to play, I'm going to play because it's going to put us in the best position to win. But like I said, man, this is my senior year. And I've had success already, so I'm just ready for Mizzou to have success. Probably the most frustrating part about being here for these three years is that we haven't had that success that we all work for and we all, and we all want, you know. So I'm just going to continue to just be an open book and wherever they need me to play, I don't care if it's receiver, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it because I want to win. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good Isaiah here with the defense. Yeah. What does he bring to the team and – sort of in the locker room. Yeah, so uh, let me just start by saying Isaiah has been a baller since we got here. A lot of people don't know this, but me and Isaiah were roommates uh, our freshman year in our dorm, and me, Isaiah, and Darius Robinson. And um, since day one, I remember our defensive coordinator, Coach Walter, saying that kid is going to be really good. And now, you know, everybody was kind of just waking up because he's getting his moment, and he's balling, he's shining. I'm really proud of him. Um, he brings a lot of leadership. A lot of experience, again, uh, I think me and him and my friend Devin Nicholson may have played the most games our freshman year as freshmen. Um, so, yeah, he just brings everything that we would need and everything that I'm kind of promoting him here. Anything that any <laughs> NFL team would need <laughs> in a defensive end, he brings to the table. So, yeah. Um, going back to um, Coach Wilkes, um, you spoke very highly of him before the spring. And, and how has he helped you? And has he still been in contact, you know, with you yeah. in his new role? With, with so uh, I have talked to him recently. Um, he taught me a lot, man. You know, obviously being an African-American leader in his position and as high of a coach that he has been at that level, it's just something that you have to admire. And he's taught me so much about pro ball. He's taught me stuff that other kids from other schools don't even know about on the field because it's stuff that they don't really focus on on college ball that – he brought the table to people that uh, were coached by him last year. So I feel like I kind of have an edge in some things, whether that's how to watch film or, you know, whatever that may be. Um, he was just a great dude, man, and he taught me a lot, and I'm just really blessed to be able to have had him. His one year that he leaves the NFL, you know, he's come here. That seems like a message from God, so I'm really blessed. Which, as you kind of touched on this, but for you guys that have been on a team for three or four years, yeah. there has pretty much been a 500 team yeah. since then. Yeah. What's that like? Is you Never, never bad. But, yeah, but a step away from being, you know, in that upper echelon. What? How much hunger is there? 
It's very, man, we're very hungry. You don't know how many times we say that, so don't feel bad about asking that question because we say it all the time. And like you said, every single year I've been here, I've literally been 500, so that can be very frustrating. Um, and I feel like the biggest thing we have to figure out is just what's that thing that takes us over the edge, you know? And this is my, this is our last year to figure it out, the guys in this room. So hopefully we can do that and leave the city of Columbia and the university and a better place than we found it. Anything else for Martez? Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Okay, that was defensive back Martez Manuel. Now let's hear from defensive lineman Isaiah McGuire. It seemed like a good place to pick up where it has left off. Just mm -hmm. being, uh, you know, a program that's been to bowl games mm -hmm. and, you know, 500 good conference wins, mm -hmm. but maybe not where you exactly want it to be. What, mm -hmm. uh, uh, how does that factor into going into this season? Man, I feel like uh, ever since I've been in Mizzou, we've just been building up slowly but consistently, and that's uh, one thing we take pride in. And uh, we've put in, we're putting in the work, and we're still doing it, you know, um, and not getting complacent or satisfied with uh, the work that we've been putting because we all want to win uh, in that building. And we're hungry for it, and uh, it's just been building up, man. We're excited for the season to uh, go show what we can do. When you've got a season like this where there's not a, a new guy coming back at quarterback and, and Tyler Beatty, who obviously carried a lot of load offensively, is gone. Does, does that add any pressure to the defense's shoulders, do you think? No, 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 not at all. Uh, as a defense, we already have a standard for ourselves, and that's to uh, go out and uh, dominate, but also uh, give offense, make offense life easier, you know what I'm saying, in that sense. So, no, not at all. And, and how about the idea of just – New defensive philosophies based on you know new coordinator mm -hmm. again. Um, uh, I thought that was a great answer, but you know the, at the next level that happens kind of all the time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but but on the college level, really? not really all the time. So mm -hmm. how do you you know how do you view that? Man, um, in this business of football, you're going to have to be able to adapt to a lot of things and a lot of changes. And I think that's one thing we've uh, learned how to do while being in Missouri. So. Um, you know, with the new philosophy and whatnot, like Martez said, he gave a great answer. You just have to get in that playbook and really study, uh, ask coaches for help in understanding different schemes and uh, different formations that the offense may give you. And, you know, they put us in the best position uh, to be successful and uh, play uh, play lights out. So, yeah. We asked uh, Martez about this as well, but what's been your impression from some of these transfers and, and new guys coming in? helping load up the defense ahead of the season? Mm, so everyone, everyone loves to work, man. That's one thing I will say. You know, Ted's already pointed out some ballers, you know, there. But everyone loves to work. Everyone meshed in with our team. Um, and we welcome with open arms. You know, it's nothing, uh, no hatred or, you know, being selfish or whatnot. Like I said, we're all here for one common goal. They would have, you know, them coming here showed that they wanted to uh, achieve the goal that we wanted to achieve as well. So, um, like I said, we're all excited for fall camp in this upcoming season. You know, you mentioned building this foundation. How have you seen this program really grow from year one of Drinkwitz? Mm -hmm. Now we're on year three. You know, how have you seen that culture kind mm -hmm. of grow a bit? I, I really believe it's just us, you know, being as a team together, you know, hanging out outside the facility, talking about different things outside of football, you know, knowing where a person is from, about their family, why they choose Missouri, um, how they even get to the sport of football itself. Mm -hmm. um, and more so just continuously uh, 
putting in work together. You know what I'm saying? You're going to remember those days where you're up at 6 o'clock in the morning running. You know, you had to help your teammate out uh, or give a little extra motivation or maybe you needed extra motivation. You're going to remember those things when you're, you know, you're in practice or in a game. What do you think it says about this program, about Drinkwitz, that guys like you, know, you, Martez, Barrett, have stayed through so much in, mm-hmm. in your college careers? I honestly think it's, like I said, we have an unbreakable bond, um, and that's uh, something that's priceless within itself. Uh, like I said, we know uh, everything that we've been through uh, with the program at Mizzou, and uh, like I said, we've always pushed each other, you know, since, you know, we've been here mm-hmm. and just want the best for those guys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, last season, particularly early on, didn't go probably the way you all wanted it to go on defense. Is, is there anything specific that you feel like you know you can identify from last year and say, all right, we're doing that differently at this time, at this point in time, in the lead up to the season? Mm-hmm. So, like Martez said, it was just details, you know, and understanding the uh, playbook and the scheme that you know we were playing in. Um, and once we were able to do that, we were able to play really fast, you know. Uh, do things that, you know, we didn't really see ourselves doing, you know, that first part of the season. But once we were able to dial in and uh, come together as a team, we were able to go out and have fun and make a lot of plays. If an individual goal for yourself this season be the number something else? No, nah, man, like I said, whatever God got for me, that's what I'm achieved, man. But my whole thing is helping this team win, you know, get to its goals. We've asked everyone, so I have to ask you as well, what do you think of the Top Gun stash? It's great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I think it's definitely going to bring some laughs on. I think it'll be good for our team. Mm-hmm. Martez mentioned Ruben with you and talked about you. What, mm-hmm. is, what do you think about him? What do you raise the defense and just Man, the team as a whole? Tez brings passion. Uh, he brings leadership and he brings um, tenacity, man. Like I said, um, you know, when we were young, Martez wasn't afraid to speak up in the team meeting. Um, and, you know, voice, you know, what we needed to do, you know, as a, was a freshman year going to sophomore year, you know, you usually see that very often. You know, he's always been that guy. And, you know, him being a team captain, he's earned that, uh, truly. Um, like I said, he's always been consistent on the field. He's continuously improved on the field, you know, year by year. I'm excited to see what he's able to do this upcoming year so he can uh, ball out, man. There's been some talk from both Martez and Coach Drink about feeling like there's more depth on this team than the mm-hmm. past couple. Defensive line specifically, there's mm-hmm. there's a ton of players, a ton mm-hmm. of bodies, not a lot of um, guys who have the experience at the highest level. Where, where do you feel like that depth is right now? I feel like we really got a really good depth, man. Um, like I said, there's there's definitely experienced guys already this line. There are players that haven't got that experience, but us guys that are actually experienced, you know, with playing college football at the highest level, uh, it's our job to help them, you know, mentor them. Uh, on how the game goes. Like I said, you know, when you're new to college football, the game looks really fast. But, you know, once you're able to kind of get a couple of plays under your belt, you know, you're able to see that, okay, this is slow, this is how it goes, um, you know, looking at my keys and whatnot. So, yeah. Isaiah, going through a full offseason or almost a full offseason with, with your own defensive ends coach, is, is there a difference? Can you feel are you learning more, mm-hmm. more one-on-one coaching or difference yeah so like i said my previous defensive line coach they did a great job and uh with coach peoples now yeah uh all they all brought something different to you know our knowledge as a defensive line or defensive end and uh, coach peoples has us uh understanding better as a defensive end you know six technique play and pass rushing you know understanding angles and where to attack offensive linemen uh make him make the mistake rather than you waiting on you know offensive linemen to do something to you you know what i'm saying make him do it so Coach Peoples has been a great addition to our team and has definitely helped our room uh, improve. Is that easy? The older you get, is it easier to adjust to, to new coaches because you've had a bunch just in the, in, on the defensive side? 
Yeah, like I said, uh, uh, it's not, you know, often that you'll have, you know, a bunch of different coaches, you know, in your collegiate career uh, as we've had on this uh, team, you know, since I've been here. But it definitely gets uh, easier and things of that sort, but also allows you to help other people, you know, saying bring more knowledge to the game that you, uh, they'll be able to help me and my teammates um, play better on the field. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Okay, we're going to switch to the offensive side and hear from wide receiver Barrett Bannister. You're getting married next week. I am. I am. Thank you. If you guys got any advice, let me know. Um, no, we're, Sarah and I are both very excited and um you know, tried to warn her that we're going to get married, go on a honeymoon, and then she won't see me for a month. So uh, she actually made a funny comment. She was like, I'll make you dinner whenever you come home. Like, no, you won't. Like, I'm, <laughs> I won't be home until 9 or 10, and I'm going to walk in and fall asleep. So, um, you know, we're both very excited about it. Coach Drake says it's kind of like a bachelor party for you. How's it feel? Would you guys, are you guys able to do anything down here, kind of hang out a little bit? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean – I've really just kind of just trying to soak up, soaking up this time that I've had with my teammates, just kind of myself this summer, um, you know, spent a lot of time uh, trying to be intentional, getting to know some of my teammates more, just knowing that there's going to be times here in the future where, you know, I'm going to need to be there for my wife. And so, um, you know, I'm really blessed for this opportunity to be down here and um, represent the University of Missouri. Obviously, you, you came to Mizzou as a walk-on and redshirted your freshman year. I'm sure you didn't envision playing for six years at one yeah. place. But was there a point where did you always think that you would you know be be able to get to kind of the role on the team that you are at this point? You know, I think that was kind of a goal. And I remember in 20 so after the 2018 season, me and Paul Adams kind of had gotten pretty close. And Paul had made the comment. He said, "I want you if you aren't a leader for this university one day." I'll be pretty disappointed in you. And that's always kind of stuck with me is, um, you know, there's been people here from the time that I got here who saw something um, in me. And so I've been incredibly blessed and there's been so many people along the way that have helped me um, get to this point where, you know, I kind of feel like I'm in a leadership representative ambassador role for this university. Um, And so I'm, you know, I'm extremely blessed. Elaborate a little bit more about that. Just being a leader, and um, what do you, what, what are you, what are you trying to do as a leader? Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to be a kind of a model player, but mm-hmm. you, 
you also need to kind of convince others too. Yeah, I think that's kind of the two things as a leader, you're trying to establish a culture and win football games. Um, you know, we had um, a military group called the program come in for us uh, this winter and leaders, one of the things that they said was their goal is to accomplish the mission. And the mission for us is to win the SC Sun Bowl game with class integrity and academic excellence. And so I think that's my responsibility as a leader for this football team to push our team, inspire others, like you said, to strive for that goal for us. And so, you know, any way I can do that, whether that's serving others, um, showing others how to do things, encouraging others, bringing others along with me, anything I can do like that. Um, I think that's good for this football, good for this football team. As far as the culture, you know, how do you feel like, you know, from year one Drinkwitz to now, how do you feel like that culture is kind of built over the past three years? You know, I think it's progressed in the right way. And I think there's been a lot of maturity and growth. Um, I know one thing that us as a team had struggled with in the past was, you know, holding each other accountable. And, you know, one of the things that they told us in that military program that they were talking about was don't be quick to respond, be quick to understand, or don't listen to respond, listen to understand. And so I think that's been something that's been, I've seen a lot of growth in our team from was, you know, if there's a sophomore on this team that sees something that I'm doing and I'm not doing it correctly and they correct me on it, why should I respond with an excuse? I need to listen to him, understand what he's saying and respond accordingly to that if that makes sense. So I think we're heading in the right direction. Obviously, you know, you're trying to, like you're talking about leading within the wide receiver room and, and help other guys along. But in another sense, you're also kind of competing with those guys mm-hmm. for a spot for playing time. How, how do you balance those two things? You know, I think those things are always going to exist in football. Um, and there's always going to be that competition part of it. You know I mean? That's, that's part of what we do. That's what we sign up for. But I think whenever you truly get to the aspect of a team, and it's putting, you know, it's we over me. So, you know, obviously I would love to have, you know, 3,000 targets and, you know, catch every pass that's ever thrown. But, like, the reality of the situation is that's just not – that's not football. And there's going to be times where, you know, it's going to be other people's times to be successful. Like, there's going to be times where it's my time. And it's how can you get the team to – instead of one person catching a pass and you going, oh, my gosh, darn it, it's – oh, heck yeah, like we're working together as a team for this goal. And so, you know, the competition part of that, you know, that's part of it. That's that's sport. That's why, that's why you put yourself out there and, you know, do these things. As far as mentoring those younger guys, you know, guys like Luther, how do you mm-hmm. kind of teach them to kind of block out that outside noise, not have too much expect, expectation, especially for a guy like him, you know, going into his freshman year here? Yeah, you know, I think the thing that you try and tell these guys is you just – you've done a, you've had a process that's gotten you to this point so far, like just keep sticking with that process, keep working with the team and how we're working. And, you know, good things are going to happen whenever you do that. And, you know, he is doing that. He's, you know, he's sticking his head down. He's working. He's, you know, following the details, he's following the instructions. You know, we're very proud of him. How do you, how do you see quarterback? Just kind of an overview here. It's yeah. I mean, you know, I think we got a group of guys that love to compete, love what they're doing and, at the end of the day, it's going to be who emerges, you know, during camp as the person who can uh, give us the best chance to win. And so I think all of them are great competitors, great football players. And you've got a situation where it's there's there could be, you know, three or four different guys. What, what do you do during the offseason to try to get to a point where you have kind of chemistry with 
each and every one of them. You know, I think that just comes with the off-season routes that we run and reps that we go through. Um, you know, I know we do a great job of everyone just kind of rotating who they're going with, you know, because at the end of the day, like, that's how it could happen in the season. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that comes with the details that you try and instill. Like, you know, he needs to know whenever I'm running a 10-yard out, like, this is how I'm this is how I'm running it. This is what I'm doing against this type of look, you know, X, Y, Z. And so that's that's kind of how you approach it. As far as Tyler and Brady go, you know, how do you feel like they've grown a bit maybe from last season? Got to see them on field a little bit, but, you know, leadership-wise, maybe have you seen any growth in them to now? Yeah, you know, I think they both have kind of taken steps forward. And, you know, the more you're involved in an offense, the more comfortable you get in a system. So they, you know, they've both done a really good job. And like I said, they both come in and compete every day. And, um, you know, they're both going to give it their best shot to be the guy. Is, is it fair to say we don't know what to make of this team until we know who the quarterback is? I mean, is that internally, there's a million other positions, but but that one is the one that kind of on the outside everybody looks at. So how can we know if they'll be good if we don't know? Mm, the you know, I mean, I think it's fair to say from y'all's point of view, no doubt about it. Um, you know, the quarterback position, I think it would be naive to say, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, quarterback position matters and it's important. Um, but to go along with that, I think we have a great group as solid of a group as I've seen um, for a team we have this year and I think you know we're going to be able to have a good support staff so to speak uh, to go along with that position. Looking back on going into year six now how has just the experience of like being a college football player changed? I mean obviously there's the portal yeah hell now you know it's it's different and there's a lot of outside stuff that like you can focus on but i think the core of it is still the same you know football ball still ball and you know running out on saturdays at faro like hearing sandstorm at williams bryce like the gator chomping gainesville like all that stuff is so so cool and that's still the beauty of it to me and so um you know i think it's been such an incredible experience for me and i could not have dreamed of anything any better you know it's been so awesome and so i'm excited for this just one last one last little hurrah. You know, they already gave me one extra year, so <laughs> might as well soak it up. You may have just answered this, but I was going to ask you if it was a tough decision to come back for a six. It doesn't sound like it was. Heck no. <laughs> Heck no. That's the thing. Is like whenever I decided to do this, it was because I loved playing football, and I grew up in this conference, and I've seen it for all my life. And so getting the opportunity to play for it has been incredible. I actually had – it was Cody Schrader, he's one of our running backs. He asked me, he was like, dude, what was that like experience like? And it literally kind of sent me back to like this euphoric state almost of just, I thought about, I was still walking at this point and I caught a drag route at South Carolina, like late in the third quarter. And it was just like, little did I know five years ago that my collegiate career would turn out like it has. And so it's just been such a, it's been a dream. It really has. And no, it, it wasn't hard at all. When Coach Drink asked me if I would, it was, it was a no-brainer. Uh, kind of on that note, you mentioned how Paul challenged you to become a leader. Back when Paul and maybe Drew were coming down here for like this event, could you have envisioned mm -hmm. yourself kind of being in that ambassador role? You know, it was something that I never wanted to like write on paper as a goal because it was technically out of my control. Right. But once I got told that I was going to have this opportunity, it was kind of a check from a box, so to speak. And it, I'm just so grateful and blessed to be in this position to – have this experience and um, 
miss workouts for a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's incredible. But um, no, I, this is it was a dream. It was a goal, but I'm 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 so happy. You've obviously been you know through a variety of different off seasons, mm -hmm. seen so many new faces, gone through COVID and whatnot. Is there anything you know any other factors that are unique to this off season that you've you've noticed and that you know you've observed within the team that you know, I think that the new faces, I mean, that's college football nowadays. So the transfer portal is a thing. And there's been a lot of guys that we've brought in that are new faces and, you know, building that culture, getting to know those guys, understanding and kind of seeing the people that they are and understanding, you know, what we expect from them. And so I think that's been kind of the different new thing. And I've kind of don't want to say taking it upon myself, but us guys in the locker room have just kind of been like, okay, like we, it's a new team every single year. And, you know, these are the guys we're rolling with and this is what, this is how we're going to do things. I have to ask you about Eli's Top Gun stash. He's planning on growing during fall camp. What do you think about it? I don't think any of us on the team want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that'd be fun. Uh, you know, anything that can bring some good juice and good energy during that month, especially if the weather stays like it is right now. I mean, Anything is welcome. Mm -hmm. Anything. He said he couldn't pick his own call sign. What would his call sign be? <laughs> Shoot. That's... Give me give me a bit on that and I'll come I'll back ask to you it. downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> ask me that downstairs. You're gonna have to give me I don't wanna come up with a dumb one. Fred, do you know how many guys on the team are actually older than I guess Abraham is? Is there anyone else? Jack's older, Sean Ketting came in with me, Hiron White came in with me. Um Big Hop, he's the older one from North Carolina. He's older than me. Um, I think I'm older as an age than Hiron, though. Um, I might be with Sean as well, but there's only three of us from that 17 class that are still here. You get your own wing in the locker room or anything? Well, you know, I think this one's kind of funny, and, you know, Coach Drink probably did this on purpose, is, you know, Jack decided he was going to come here, and I, I had had two open lockers right beside me. And all of a sudden, Jack, the other guy who's getting married, he's right beside me. I say, you know, this kind of seems purposeful. He's, he's, Jack's trying to get, he's putting Jack here to give me some advice. He's going to talk about the 90s. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> We're dying breed. Hey, anything else for Bear? Awesome. All right. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. See you downstairs. Yep. Oh, That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Today's morning sports edition was 24 pages. We had complete coverage of baseball's all-star game, the world track and field championships going on in Eugene, Oregon, soccer, golf, tennis, college sports realignment, all of it. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC.